Live from MoLite Studios in the heartland of America, it's your Monday morning jolt of hot photography tips with a frothy topping of the latest product news from Godox, MoLite, and more. Welcome to the Monday Morning Cup of Mo with your host, the man who put the Mo in MoLite, Michael Mowbray. Welcome to the Monday Morning Cup of Mo. I'm your host, Michael Mowbray. Each week I pour a cup of coffee and I explore a single topic related to professional photography. Thank you for joining me. This week's an extension of my last episode on how different softboxes and modifiers, such as beauty dishes, provide different looks and how they can all fit into a well-rounded photographer's toolbox. I spent a little time defining what soft light is, and as a recap, the level of apparent softness of your light on a subject is defined by the transition from diffused highlights into shadow. A rapid transition which creates a hard edge is described as hard light. A gradual transition is described as soft light. And this hard or soft light is a function of the size of the light source in relation to the subject. A larger light source close to the subject creates soft light. That same light source much farther away creates harder light. As photographers, we talk a lot about soft light. Ooh, look how soft that light is. Ooh. But hard light also has its place especially in this time of social media when we often need to create scroll-stopping images. Take a look, for example, at Craig Stidham's work. He often posts scroll-stopping fashion images on Instagram. Look closer at the images. Lots of hard, specular light. Ooh, that's a new term. Specular. It's fun to say. Specular. But what's that mean? That, my friends, is what we're talking about today. I find that folks are often confused regarding the concepts of softness and specularity when describing the quality of light. This is most often rooted in a misunderstanding of what role diffusion plays in creating softness. It doesn't. Surprise! Confounding this are articles and videos and such that sprout up spouting the wrong information, perpetuating this misunderstanding. I recently saw a gentleman post an article from Sciencing.com. Yes, Sciencing.com to support his incorrect concept of diffusion's role in creating softness. Here are several essential points to understand. Don't trust everything you read or watch online. Everyone has a blog or a vlog or an angle or a point of view, and they often spout expert advice that is patently incorrect. That's one of the reasons why I even started this podcast was... There's just so much crap out there. And not that I know everything. I like to pretend I do, but not that I know everything. But I just want to I just want to put some good information out there because there's so much crap. And coming back to this article, I, for one, I'm not sure I would trust a site that turned the word sciencing or the word science into a verb. Anyway, diffusion does scatter light rays so they do not all travel in the same direction and concentrate and reflect at the same angle. The term for the latter is specularity. Diffusion reduces specularity. Diffusion does not create softness. Specularity and softness are two different things. And they often get bundled together. The whole idea of diffusion and softness get bundled together into... Uh, the overall view of softness, when really what we're looking at is that shadow transition and the level of specularity to give what we think is the appearance of softness. 
So specularity and softness are two different things. You can have soft light with higher specularity. And this is what is produced by large, deep parabolics, like the exoparabolics from Molite. You can have soft light with low specularity. And this is what is created by double-diffused large softboxes and really cloudy days and indirect natural light reflecting off of a textured surface. You can have specular hard light created from uh, Fresnel or the sun or strobes with reflectors and so on with small, direct, undiffused light sources. And you can have less specular hard light by adding diffusion to these. Specularity and softness are two different aspects of describing light quality. So what is specular light? Well, specular lighting identifies the bright specular highlights that occur when light hits an object's surface and reflects back towards the camera. Specular lighting is more intense than diffuse light and falls off more rapidly across the object's surface. Specular light can highlight skin texture or fabric texture and is often used in fashion and product photography. How or why do we get specular light and how does that differ from diffuse light and can we have both? Ah, yes, that last part is a fascinating question and a hot topic of debate. Let me save that for later. Specular light is created by what we call collimated light rays, which means light rays that are parallel. This light spreads slowly as it travels. The word collimated is related to collinear because all the rays in collimated light line up with each other. They're in parallel lines. We get collimated light from modifiers such as parabolics, long throw reflectors or focused reflectors, fresnels, and spotlights. Anything that forces the light rays to stay in parallel lines. The results of specular light can be quite desirable. Detailed textured skin in a fashion or beauty image. Vibrant eyes and clothing colors. These can tend to jump off the page of a magazine. Conversely, specular light can create undesirable results as well like a big, concentrated, blown-out highlight on an oily forehead. When it's well-controlled and used correctly, specular light can help you create stunning results. But it does take more skill to use than a big, diffused softbox. It gives you a lot of room for error. So how do we avoid the bad parts of specular light while getting the good parts? Well, makeup for one. Uh, blotting paper is another tool to help reduce oily skin that's going to give us those specular highlights, the ones that we don't want. The other ones are good. Controlling the angle of the light is another, and understanding that the angle of incidence is the angle of reflection. So, what does that mean? A collimated light coming straight along the axis of the lens is going to bounce back specular highlights directly to the camera. You know exactly what I am talking about if you've ever shot an on-camera speed light directly at someone with an oily forehead. But wait, what if I put some diffusion on the front of that speed light, like a Stofen or a magma dome? Won't this reduce specularity? Won't this create softer light? Oh, hold on there, cowboy or cowgirl or uh, cow person. Diffusion will reduce specularity because it scatters the light rays so they aren't all moving in parallel lines. So it does help for specularity. But softness? No, no. Not at all. Unless you significantly increase the size of the light source, the light isn't softer. This is what I call the diffusion trap. Adding diffusion doesn't create softer light. It just reduces specularity.
and it also reduces the effective exposure of your light source as well. A typical softbox with double diffusion might reduce your light by two stops, or thereabouts. Let's go back to that speed light we talked about a moment ago. Putting a diffusion cap on it will reduce the specularity, but it doesn't make the light from the speed light softer. It's just less specular. How can we or how do we make it softer? Make it bigger. Take it off the camera and put it in a 24-inch softbox. Now you've created a bigger light source, which will be softer than the bare speed light when it's the same distance from the subject. Diffusion reduces specularity. It doesn't create softer light. Only by increasing the size of our light source can we create softer light. Let that sink in for a minute. Here, let me give you another example. One of my favorite modifiers is the XO150 Focusing Parabolic from Molite. Its deep parabolic shape helps to collimate the light. There's that term again. And it gets the light rays moving in parallel lines. One other feature of this modifier is its focusing rod that allows me to move my flash in and out along the center axis of the parabolic. This way I can control the focus of the light. Deeper into the softbox gives me more focused light. Out to the front edge of the softbox, allowing the rays to spread a little bit more, gives me a little less focused light. It's a great flexible tool that provides a type of light you can't get from a standard softbox, even with the diffusion removed. So here's a test for you, or a test question, I should say. The XO150 is 150 centimeters across, hence the name, or approximately 60 inches. Suppose I place it five feet from my subject and I take a shot. Then I install a layer of diffusion material to the front and take another shot. Which image is softer, number one or number two? It's a trick question. They will both have the same level of softness, but number one, without the diffusion, will be more specular. Don't believe me? Try it with your own softboxes. Set it up and shoot images with two layers of diffusion, one layer of diffusion, and no diffusion at all. Be sure to adjust the flash power to adjust for the change in effective output by taking away or adding diffusion. Keep the softbox the same distance away from your subject. Look closely at the transition from highlight to shadow. What do you see in each image? Now do this with your other softboxes. Do you see a consistent result? You know what that result is? The softness looks the same. The specularity changes. Now I'm going to switch gears slightly and wade into a heated debate. And here's that topic. Some think that once you add diffusion to a deep parabolic, it is no different from a non-parabolic softbox. Well, what do you think now that you know a little bit more about collimated light? Well, here's what I believe because I've tested it repeatedly using my own tools. My 36-inch Deepmo 90 parabolic with two diffusion layers definitely produces a more focused, slightly more specular light than my 36-inch Gomo Octabox. All things being equal, same flash exposure, same distance from the subject. So I call bullshit on those that proclaim that they are the same. They are not. I've seen it for myself. Test it for yourself if you don't believe it. I bet you didn't think there would be this much homework, did you? 
<laughs> Thanks for listening. Here now is the latest news from Godox and Molite. It's not much news in the uh, Godox and Molite universe this week. But the only thing happening is a sale on softboxes. Hey, maybe that's why we've been talking about softboxes the last couple of weeks. So check out the softbox sale at Molite. That's www.gomolite.com. All of our main softboxes are on sale there, including the Gomo, the Snap, and the Exo lines of softboxes. So if you're looking for more specular light, you can check out the Exo Parabolics or even the Deep Mo line of softboxes from Molite. Check them out again at www.gomolite.com. Thank you again for joining me for a Monday morning cup of Mo. Please subscribe and follow. Give us a good rating too, please. I will also be posting more information on the podcast Facebook page, so be sure to follow that as well. And join the Monday Morning Cup of Mo podcast group where you can ask questions, suggest topics, and join the rest of the community as we grow this together. Talk to you next time.